Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Hello, New City. First things first, the sermon will have a trying component. So now's the time to bust out the thousands of unused art and craft supplies that you bought during the pandemic. Now, write in the chat or just think to yourself, who is God? Who is God? And what are attributes or characteristics of God? I know this is a big question, but just ask yourself, who is God? I can't see the chat right now because this is pre-recorded, but I bet there are some really profound answers. Now that you have the answers that you did before, think to yourself, who is God not? Sometimes it's easier to find out what something is by determining what it's not. So what characteristics go against God? You already talked about who God is. Now, who is God not? I'm really, really excited to see what answers people came up with. Now, for those of you who have pen or paper or markers, draw God. After hearing or reading the thoughts in the comments and continuing your own thoughts, draw what you imagine God is or what God is like. Or you can just imagine what you draw rather than drawing out. Today, for me at least, today God feels kind of like a greenish blue. I don't know why, but that's how it is. Throughout this sermon, I want you to add or erase part of your drawings based on what thoughts come to you. And if you're feeling really adventurous, you can post it on Circle, the official New City social media platform. I have tried to draw God many times and in so many different colors, but, and I always come up with something new. Sometimes God feels purple to me or greenish blue or like a bunch of overlapping circles. And sometimes it's just a blank white page, but the imagery is constantly changing as my definition of God becomes more expansive. My image of God in my head changes as I allow God to expand my limited understanding into something more holy. I ask this of you to really examine the ways that you think about God or how you've been taught to label God. The characteristics I used for God three years ago are different from what they are now. The characteristics I used for God three months ago are different from how they are now. How we imagine God influences what we expect from God. How we imagine God influences how we expect God to show up in the world. 
How we imagine God impacts the way that we expect God to show up for us. The verses read today show God showing herself to Elijah as a whisper. Elijah went looking for God, and she wasn't in the wind that tore the mountains apart. God wasn't in the earthquake that came right after it. God wasn't in the scorching fire that came right after that. But Elijah found God in a faint sound, a thin, quiet sound. God didn't appear to Elijah in a way that wasn't literally earth-shaking. That was literally earth-shaking. God didn't appear to Elijah in a way that destroyed everything in his path. God didn't appear to Elijah with a powerful military behind her. God didn't appear to Elijah as royalty. God came as a whisper. To give some context to today's verses, Elijah was on the run from Queen Jezebel for being a prophet of the Lord and not a prophet of her God. The ancient Israelites had turned from God the God of justice to worship other gods, gods that didn't require them to protect the marginalized and live a fair life. They had chosen what was easy instead of what was right, and Elijah was being hunted for pointing this out. Elijah felt so helpless and hopeless that he'd rather die than have to face Jezebel. But God showed up and encouraged Elijah, Elijah and Elijah was able to be the leader his people needed. I wonder how Elijah felt seeing these mighty acts of nature and knowing that the voice of God wasn't in them. If God appeared as an army, do you think Elijah would have been more eager to fight than to listen? If God appeared as royalty, do you think Elijah would have had God use her influence to save Elijah instead of listening? God chose the force, the form that she did, to subvert Elijah's expectations of who God is. God wanted Elijah to look for her in the quiet rather than to expect something loud. God doesn't have to look like something mighty in order to be someone mighty. Maybe you think the ways God's showing up in the Bible are irrelevant and unrelated to your life. Maybe you have a hard time imagining God in any form because you don't expect God to show up in your life. Maybe you're exiting a faith tradition where God was made into someone's small idea. God was made to fit a very human image. I'm sure we've all seen the blonde, blue-eyed Jesus, but we know deep down that's not what God really is. Well, for one, Jesus was clearly Palestinian, and two, that kind of Jesus, that kind of God is not meant to be reflective of the expansiveness of God's creation, but rather an image made to reflect what small-minded people think reflects power. Sometimes God is made to fit human images rather than us reminding ourselves we're made in the image of God. Sometimes God is made to fit the images of those in power as a way to label wicked actions as holy. But we know that's not where true holiness is. I invite you to imagine a new image of God. How does love show up in your life? Now, what does God look like as love, according to you, as seen in your own life? I invite you to imagine a God who shows up in ways specific to you, rather than saying God is love. What does God love about you? 
What happens when we take these really big concepts of God and change them into ways that are personal to us? What if instead of imagining a God who loves everybody in formal and detached ways, we imagine her as far more internet intimate, the way that she wants to be seen by us? God doesn't need to be a strong wind or a tornado, when instead she can be a whisper in our ear, letting us know that we are loved in ways that are specific to us, the ways that are most meaningful to us. Look at your drawing from earlier or think about what you thought earlier. Has your image of God changed yet? I never used she, her pronouns for God until coming to New City and doing that completely changed my perception as God as strictly masculine to something more fluid. No longer did I have to see God as someone who clearly couldn't relate to my body, but switching the pronouns, this seemed like a small detail, allowed me to open up my image of God rather than keep it in a small box. God is now someone who relates to me and my gender fluidity. God is more creative than we humans give her credit for. And God doesn't just create, she dwells, she lives in her creations. This is why we are made in God's image, because we all have God inside of us. How we imagine God impacts how worthy of God's grace we see ourselves receiving. How we imagine God impacts how deserving we see ourselves of God's love. Has your image of God changed yet? The verses read today negate the stereotypical images of God and how she chooses to communicate with Elijah. Remember, we can find God even in the quiet, even in our very breath. A quiet exhale is where God can be found. We know that we have an example of how God communicates with us through the life of Jesus. He was born in a barn with sweaty animals not raised in a palace waited on by service servants yes he was a king david's lineage but he was raised by a carpenter before jesus was executed he rode on a donkey purposefully to show that he was the opposite of military might but someone to still be reckoned with as he was resurrected and without the help of a colonizer government Jesus was both a storm and a whisper, and he constantly rewrote the image of what God should be according to those near him, often by showing exactly what God's image is not. It's the quiet whisper and the storms that let us know who God is. There's a Latin motto in Christian liturgical tradition that goes, Lex orandi, Lex credendi, Lex vivendi. Or that translates to the law of prayers, the law of belief, is the law of life. Or what you pray impacts what you believe, which impacts how you live. The law of prayer is the law of belief, is the law of life. How we imagine God impacts who we believe God is, which impacts how we live with God, or live against God, or live in the absence of a God. But I pray constantly that God opens my eyes to imagine the vastness of God and to recognize, to listen for those quiet whispers. May you all look for God in the vastness of storms and listen for God's quiet whispers. 
May we pray this. May we believe this. May we live this. May this be so. Amen.